Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 171, Spruce Meadows, Sana El Dehan, Show Jumping Records, and Patreon. Recorded on September 27, 2018. Brought to you in part by Ponsai Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous Patreon donations at patreon.com slash equine podcast. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include... Tales of a Smoky Summer. Our adventures at Spruce Meadows. An interview with Kylie Figuera. Our Patreon goal, please help us reach it. An interview with CP International first place winner Sama Eldahan. Show jumping records? And this episode is dedicated to Doug Sinclair. So, Diana, before we get going, I just want to say that we've decided to dedicate this episode to Doug Sinclair. Yes. Doug was a photographer for his company, Cansport Photo Limited. We always used to see him at Spruce Meadows. And, and in fact, he introduced my husband to the ins and outs of shooting show jumping at Spruce Meadows back in 1998. Mm -hmm. And it was so great to see Doug looking well and healthy at Spruce this year. It had been about five years since we had last seen him. Imagine our shock when someone contacted me shortly after our time at Spruce Meadows Masters to say that Doug Sinclair had passed away on September 12th, just one week after the start of the Spruce Meadows Masters. Rest in peace, Doug. You will be missed. Yes, indeed. Doug will be missed. It was a shock to hear. Right. Well, we have a lot of catching up to do. We're taking a little uh, offshoot from the other interviews we've had from the main event to Expo, but we will get back to them. Mm -hmm. First, we should talk a bit about our summer and <laughs> issues with smoke from forest fires. Oh dear, it was a tough summer. It yeah. was very hot here in Alberta, very little rain, and a lot of smoke. Oh, it was a lot of smoke. Mm -hmm. And I think we got one good month this summer. Uh, it was, well, June was pretty good, mm -hmm. and then we had July and after that we had smoke mm -hmm. so yeah so it wound up that my little lance pony was put on antihistamines <laughs> yes and you know you were often coughing as much as Lance was I know <laughs> you know like I can't tolerate the smoke not mm -hmm. all the horses reacted the same to the smoke which is really interesting but I just couldn't tolerate it and it's pretty funny that my pony couldn't either no we joked about you know yeah, like owner like pony I know yeah so I didn't do a lot of lessons this summer but you know my horses and my students didn't have the same problems. So sensitivity varies greatly. But mm -hmm. I think we were also a little bit lucky on the days that we rode. Right. So the advice generally that you get is to limit the degree of exercise and use common sense. Yeah. However... Considering the varying degrees of sensitivity, it can be important to stay on top of an issue like this and talk to your vet. Right, which is what we had to do when uh, we noticed that Lance was not only kind of just not looking all that great, he was having a little problem pushing air out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's what we did. Mm -hmm. uh, took him to the vet and... Uh, there was actually a little bit of discussion first about possibly putting him on steroids. Well, yeah. And so when I went there, that was the first thing I asked is like, should we be putting him on steroids? And they went through a, a lot of uh, looking at him and doing some assessments. And they said, you know, like steroids for ponies can be a bit of a, pr a problem because yeah. they can develop founder. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you want to go with the least that you have to, but you want yeah. to be do the best that you can. So mm -hmm. we decided with him 
to put them on antihistamines mm-hmm. and that was like a good first start and I I think it helped yeah, yeah. I mean I didn't wind up working him because I didn't want to rock the boat at all mm-hmm. but he's okay now yeah <laughs> there so, you go yeah yeah well, and then we wondered if we should uh, attend Spruce Meadows Masters just as, as little old Sylvia and Diana, no pressure, or as media. And I'm so glad we went as media. Yeah. First, I, I think it was honestly one of the nicest weeks of weather we've seen at Spruce Masters. Yeah. At the, at the Masters tournament in Spruce. Yeah. And uh, there's definite perks to attending as media, the opportunity to see behind the scenes activity and meet with very interesting people. Well, having the opportunity to interview, uh, you mm-hmm. know, these big name athletes and that sort of thing and I know when I said to you I says well Diana do you want to just go and and enjoy ourselves I said no (laughs) you said no no we have to go as media absolutely I don't think we could ever not do that it's just like in our blood anyway we were kept very busy from the media luncheon to the absolute end of the CP international day Mm -hmm. yeah we're actually early arriving this year to Spruce Meadows and it gave us a chance to you know do a little extra chatting so we met a photographer in the media room and Arthur had traveled the world. He's a very interesting fellow, a fellow with great stories to tell. And I proceeded to regale him with what I love most about Spruce Meadows, the way everyone is treated so well with the same respect. It doesn't matter who you are. Right. And uh, Ron and Mark Southern set the stage for that venue. And their traditions and values have continued for years. Mm -hmm. So I went on at length about everything Spruce Meadows does for the (laughs) show jumping world and the community in general. And that was when we were sitting at the table, Mm -hmm. you know, preparing for the media lunch and we were all sitting around the the table. No, that was before we even got there. I went on and on and on. And then we invited him to join us to the media luncheon. And who should sit down beside him at the table but Mark Southern herself? <laughs> so I just, I loved it. I thought, oh, well, look at this. And Arthur was very impressed by the gracious lady who chatted with him throughout the entire meal. I know, he was a little flabbergasted. Yes. He was, we, we were in the media, um, we were in the line for the buffet, and he says, oh, I don't know what to do. And you said, yeah. well, just sit and talk mm-hmm. with her. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Anyway, yeah, the other people that sat with us were Sonia and Nancy with Atco, mm-hmm. and after the luncheon, they gave us a tour of their new office right on the edge of the international ring at Spruce Meadows. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But talk about a nice place to work. Holy. Right. And the meeting room also showcases mementos gathered by Ron and Mark Southern. Yeah. And the crowning piece is a set of double doors that they salvaged from the first building that Ron had constructed. Mm-hmm. Com- yeah, beautiful. Beautiful curved door handles. Right. And when you look close mm-hmm. you can see that the handles together complete a circle with the letters at co right and they're A-T-C-O. right tco right around the big boardroom table yeah yeah it's awesome it's very cool mm-hmm. anyway you know i think that uh, we had a great time and we uh, did a lot of facebook live interviews to let people know what we were doing there mm-hmm. but we never know enough about our audience diana i no. really would like to hear more from them i wonder what our listeners have been up to do you think they've had a smoky summer with their, <laughs> with some horse issues? <laughs> Is the weather changing where you live? Mm, That's well, what I want to know. We've had three snowstorms in the middle of September, and that is unheard of. So good question, Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you have a memory of a favorite equine to share? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy the Facebook Lives we did from Spruce Meadows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to hear more about your equine lives. Well, let's tell people how they can contact us. For sure. 
I think that actually the best way right now is via the Facebook page. Whenever anybody puts something down there, um, we see it and we yeah, respond. So sure. just yeah. leave us a message and we should be able to reply. Mm-hmm. Certainly worked that way before. Mm-hmm. Well, this seems like a good time to include our interview with Kylie Figuera. Mm-hmm. So, Diana, you spied a great interview possibility during our first Media Day event. Yeah, I stopped to chat with a young woman holding a lovely gelding that was waiting to be shod. Right. So if you don't know already, Spruce Meadows now has an amazing new farrier shop, and that's a long-time dream of Mark Southerns, who's the co-founder and current honorary president of Spruce Meadows. And it finally came true. <laughs> well, and <laughs> every, as Mark or so, go ahead. Every year for the last 40 years, Mark Southern has proposed the addition of the farrier shop to be built on the site. This is finally the year it was accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mark says they couldn't cut it from the budget this year, because she paid for it herself. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's one way to get things done. <laughs> Let's listen to Kylie's story. For sure. Well, it's Diana here at Spruce Meadows. I'm here at the Masters Tournament 2018, and I'm here with Kylie Figuera, and Kylie has generously given us some of her time to uh, come and have a chat with us. And so I'd like Kylie, in her own words, to tell you a little more about herself. Yeah, so I'm a rider here at Spruce Meadows, um, and I've been here for four years now. Um, I actually moved from Ontario to to work here um, and kind of uprooted my life to come here and, and been fortunate enough to be here ever since. Well, and I have to tell people, we have to tell people how you got here. So, Kylie, you told me that you saw an ad online that was looking for riders here at Spruce Meadows, right? <laughs> And tell us what happened from the moment you saw that ad. Yeah, so I applied um, online, like we said, and and um, after a couple of days, then um, they called me and and did a phone interview, and then um, they they hired me, and uh, yeah, just moved out here <laughs> without knowing anyone, and and got and here. Start and to finish, Kylie. How long did that take from the time you read the ad till <laughs> the time you landed in Calgary? Yeah, just a couple of weeks. Unbelievable. Um, it was kind of one of those things that you, I saw the ad and um, wasn't sure if I should apply, you know, and I didn't know whether I would get the job and I was nervous. Um, so, yeah, it took a couple of days for me to, to pluck up the courage to apply. And then, um, thank God I did because <laughs> it's been amazing. It's a huge yeah. difference in your life. Yeah. So when did you start riding, Kylie? So I started taking lessons when I was five. Five um, years old. Yeah, and, and been doing it ever since. Never really looked back. Right. And uh, what drew you to horses in the first place? Um, my mom had horses when oh, did yeah, she? when I was growing up, so um, kind of always been around them since I was born. Um, and then she was the one who got me got me into riding lessons. Um, so yeah, I owe owe this to her. <laughs> oh, there you go. And what kind of riding were you doing down in Ontario? Um, so I actually was eventing before three day eventing. Um, so for people that might not know what three day eventing is. Can you explain just to them what what's involved? Yeah, so it's three phases: um, dressage, which is a flat phase, and then um, there's show jumping, like what we do here at Spruce Meadows, and then cross country, so galloping across the country over natural obstacles. Which, to my mind, is the scary part. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, it, it can be. Looking now, from the you outside. were telling me about a pretty special horse you had back in the day. Yep. So she was a mare. Um, her name was Danzig, and um, my parents, you know, bought her for me, and that was when I was riding my own horses. And and yeah, she was, 
she was a bit spicy and a bit opinionated and like a typical <laughs> mayor um but she was so so brave and just uh yeah just a very she holds a very special place in my heart so brave over obstacles brave over fences and i, th- I think you said something to me about uh, she had no stop in her yeah yeah no she you so know explain what that means to people just anything you know cross country like you said it is a bit scary you know with the ditches and the water obstacles and um and she just was so brave and wouldn't you know ever consider stopping um <laughs> she was you can put up with a lot yes. from a horse that doesn't stop in front of an obstacle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, it was always, you know, we had to put up with her quirks and her, you know, her funny little attitude issues. But, you know, at the end of the day, she, she had my back, and that's why we really loved her. Oh, awesome. And so when you moved here, um, you know, we talked a little bit. You, you've been in other sports. Yes. Yeah. No, I always, um, always was playing sports through high school. And when I was younger, um, a lot of team sports. So I played hockey for many years um, on a boys team, actually. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> when tumble. Yes, exactly. Um, and then when I got into high school, I played on the girls um, high school team and played soccer for all of my life. And, um, you know, played basketball and volleyball. And um, I snowboarded, was on the snowboarding team in high school. So um, yeah, lots of team and individual Lots of drills yeah yeah <laughs> no I was very very athletic um well and I guess I still am yes, yes yeah I guess so <laughs> played played lots of sports for sure mm-hmm. so how do you equate the the um playing of a team sport to riding a horse um I think it it teaches you a lot of uh valuable you know not just lessons for sports but um life skills as well um you know being on a team and 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 being a part of that you know get the camaraderie of the team event and you know it just it gave me a lot of of life skills and and for skills sure. to ride as well um, for sure team bonding with other team members and with the horse yes and and what horses add to the athleticism to the to the get out and go (laughs) to the competition um it's amazing you know being in a partnership with a horse and getting to know them and you know they they trust us so much and we trust them so much and you know at the end of the day they are an animal and they do have their own you know mind and they you know if they really didn't want to they could (laughs) <laughs> yeah. feelings. They're so big, they're so yeah. powerful, and they still do so many things with us that's not in their nature. Yes, exactly. No, and they're so trusting, and um, we were talking about earlier with the, the charter, um, so the horses came here on a plane from Europe for yes. the Masters Tournament, and um, just seeing them, they get on these, you know, small little pallets, which are, if anyone hasn't seen that, it's it's pretty, you know, like a small little box. And like these a horses, crate. Yeah. A big crate. Yeah, just walk right on there, and then, you know, they are on this flight for hours, and they get off, and they're in a different country, and you how, know. How do they load the crates? Um, they, it's kind of similar to a trailer, so it has a ramp that comes down and you just walk them on and then close it up. And then, um, the, the plane has kind of rollers and they, they go up in like kind of a little, like an elevator sort of <laughs> thing in these crates and then they roll them in onto the plane. Wow. Um, so it's pretty amazing to be there to, to see that happen. But yeah, these horses are so, so trustworthy and so, you know, just they have such a partnership with us that they're willing to do these things for us. 
And how many horses did you say you're riding here now? Um, so I have a string of five right now. They're all very different. Um, I have some younger ones and some older ones and both mares and geldings and, and different temperaments, obviously. So. And what's the youngest horse you ride right now? Um, the youngest one is uh, the only mare I have right now, actually. Um, she's just five. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the oldest one I have is 13, which is the one I'm jumping in the meter 40 this week at the Masters. And you're jumping two horses this this week. Yes, yeah. So I have um, one in the meter 30. So um, his name is Houston. He is 12. Um, and then Utopia is the 13-year-old who is I'm yeah jumping in the meter 40. And who did you have? Because I met you this morning at the opening of the Farrier Shop. And uh, who did you have there today? Um, so that was Escondido. Um, he's a six-year-old Six. gelding, mm-hmm. and um, he's just jumping the meter ten. And he's right a now. beauty. Yes, he's oh, I'm sure they all are. But <laughs> I thought he had such personality. Um, those ears were just so expressive. Yes, and he was so uh, so sweet. Yes, but so interested, um, wanting to meet and greet and yeah looking for treats probably yes, but not exactly. obnoxiously no Never. yeah no I yeah. we're fortunate a lot of these um actually most all of them uh all the horses that we have at Spruce Meadows here are are very well um tempered and you know they they do put up a lot with the public um obviously because Spruce is a public place and there's constantly people and they're allowed to go through the barns and that's you know that's so amazing that they get to come yes. through and so oh, if you, and if you've never seen the barns <laughs> they are something to behold aren't yes, they they're yeah. beautiful they're so amazing and the whole facility yeah. is <laughs> beautiful facility beautiful horses yeah now one of the other things i think we talked about earlier was um how difficult it was to uproot yourself and yet how easy it was to find a place here can you tell us a little about that yeah um I mean it was hard because I didn't know anyone when I was coming out here and Um, how old were you then 19 uh yep yeah yeah so um yeah like I said didn't know anyone and it was kind of just um you know take a chance and take a shot and and come out here and I've never been to Alberta before so that was new for me Mm -hmm. um but then, you know, it was hard to, to make that big change in my life, but it also was easy once I got here. Um, they were so welcoming. The whole team um, was so welcoming and, and just great to to come here. And I actually lived on site, mm-hmm. um, so to move in and have roommates. And But everyone was, was you know, we shared the same, same love of horses, and it was really amazing. So what would you tell people that haven't seen Spruce Meadows yet? Um, come and visit. <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah. it is so beautiful. Um, I grew up uh, in Ontario watching it on TV, mm-hmm. um, and it is so much more in person. Um, coming here and seeing the international ring for the first time, and it's so much bigger, and the jumps are so much bigger, and you know, being able to see these top athletes here, and and um, like we talked about it's not just you know spruce does so much more than just the show jumping they're constantly hosting events and and you know it's so oh they do so much for the community yes exactly you know the place is open all the time for people to come and picnic yes exactly but but if no one has has been here it's really grand yes it It, is it's palatial yeah well and they're (laughs) constantly expanding um and i know just over the four years that I've been here, um, I've seen, you know, many changes and, and they're constantly making it bigger and better. 
Yeah. And it is, it's like a family here, isn't it? Yes. No, it is. And, you know, as big as it is, it's, it's always been about the sport and about the horse and, you know, about the people. And it's just great. So I think what would surprise people, really surprise people, about this horse facility is there's nothing hoity-toity about it. Do you know that term? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I find this place to be so accessible, so open, so friendly. And, uh, yeah, it's like anyone who comes through the gate is important. Yes, exactly. And that's how um, they aim to make everyone feel, for sure, um, that, you know, everyone is welcome. And um, it's amazing that they're open all year round and you can come in any time and, and visit and see the horses. You can walk through the barns, you know, and, and see us and see us working and, and all the horses are there. So, Now, we've, we've made this sound really wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other side of your job, the other end of your job, it's not all fun and, and games. <laughs> no, it is, it is a lot of work. Um, and anyone in the horse industry knows how much work it is. Um, you know, we as riders are in the barn, we're mucking stalls and we're sweeping and, you know, cleaning tack and taking care of the horses. And after, uh, you know, even just a daily normal ride or a jump school, we're constantly, you know, taking, making sure the horses are feeling their best and taking care of their legs. And, and it's always, it's all about the horse at the end of the day. We really just really important. Yeah. Aim yeah. to make them feel the best that they can. And when you talk about legs, I mean... <laughs> After every ride, you're getting down and feeling those legs and seeing if there's any swelling, is there any heat, is there anything? Because the important thing is catching those things quickly. Yes, if exactly. You, if you catch an injury or any kind of a, a strain yeah. quickly, it doesn't turn into anything terrible. No, exactly. And that's why we're fortunate um, as riders because we do spend so much time with them. You know, we see these horses every single day. And we're spending, you know, hours and hours with them all and even just brushing them. And I think that that is so important to get to know them and and how they are and their attitude. And, you know, and that's why we can catch these things so quickly is because we we know them so well. And when it comes to a partnership, it's really important for them to get to know you. Of course. So for those riders out there that might think you just um, climb on a saddled horse and at the end of your ride, you just pass the reins off to someone else. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's not the case for us anyways. Um, and obviously we do have um, help because, you know, we do have a lot of horses. Like to I ride said, I have every five. day. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so we're fortunate enough to have, to have people that, you know, help us look after the horses, um, like grooms. Um, but but we are there, you know, just as much as they are and, and helping and taking care of them. And, and that's yeah. you getting to know your horse and your horse getting to know you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I must say, Kylie, what would you say to people, that, to young kids, that are thinking about the possibilities of horses and riding? Yeah, I think it's, it's such a rewarding um, thing, you know, at the end of the day, getting to see these horses um, and getting to see them evolve and, and sh- you know, take shape over days of spending with them um and it does have its its ups and its downs and you have to just kind of get through the the hard days and and it's so special at the end of the day when you you know have a good day yes and you know all the hard work that you put in good days no no. (laughs) so your favorite to ride do you have a favorite mares geldings um mares for sure um i've been really lucky over the years of being here and before um, working at Spruce. I've had some really 
good mares. Um, and so my opinion is maybe a bit biased because um, they do hold a very special place in my heart. And um, I feel like it is it is tougher working with mares, but it is also more rewarding because, <laughs> you know, you have to deal with those little opinionated you know things and and they are more difficult but it makes it more rewarding at the end of the day when you finally get them on your side and and um you know they they'll do anything for you yeah you know i heard someone say the other day um it's not about hormones it's about attitude it's not about the horse's hormones it's about your attitude right yeah <laughs> right. exactly so a lot of people and, and for those out there that might not realize that a lot of people prefer riding geldings because they don't want to deal with mares and their hormones <laughs> but yeah it's nice and and refreshing to hear someone say that they actually prefer to ride with mares yes right and yes, they, exactly. they do they are special aren't they yeah no and um you know, I I have a lot of geldings right now. I actually four out of my five horses right now are geldings, um, and they you know they're they're, they're great. great too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there is something special about um, about mares for me. You know, it's a bit more of a challenge, um, yeah. and then I I always find that it is more rewarding there with the go. mare. Yeah. There you go. Well, Kylie, the last question I'm going to ask you is, uh, could you ever see yourself without horses? Honestly, I don't think I could. Um, I've, you know, been doing this for so long, and I, I actually don't know what else I would do. Yeah. Um, you know, the horses are so special to me, and I just love this so much. Well, I wish you a long and successful career. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you can tell that Kylie definitely made the right choice for her. Mm -hmm. Take her advice, young people out there. You can live your dreams. I have to say, this reminds me of one of my employees who had an opportunity to groom for show jumper Ian Miller at Miller Brook Farm in Ontario. So I don't, I don't recall that. Who was it? Well, do you remember Madison? It, okay. Yeah. She worked for me for um, at least a year. And she called me on Mother's Day. And right then I knew something was up because she wouldn't, she was that kind of person. She wasn't going to call me on Mother's Day to mm. give me something, some bad news. And she apologized and said she knew she had to give me two weeks notice, but she had to be in Ontario in two weeks. And was that going to be okay with me? I said, oh, for heaven's sake, I would have traded places with her in a heartbeat if I'd been her age. So of course I said yes and wished her the best. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. She did go down to uh, work for Ian Miller at Millerbrook Farm, and she went down to Florida and worked there and groomed there for him. And Aww. so she had quite an experience. Cool. It was very similar to uh, Kylie uprooting herself. Yeah. And I know that Kylie is supremely happy at Spruce. And I should mention that we do have a video on uh, Patreon of one of Kylie's jumping competitions. Right. Mm -hmm. And if it isn't there yet, oh. I'll make sure to post it. Okay. <laughs> well, we have another interview with a class actor equestrian with an interesting story and it's no surprise that Sama Aldehan won the million dollar CP international class on the final day of the masters. Right, I'm sure everyone's heard that by now. I'm but sure they have. Before we share that interview Let's talk about some serious housekeeping stuff, yeah. If you don't know about it, Equinely Inclined has a Patreon page. Our patron support through Patreon is the only way, other than personal funds, for us to keep this podcast alive. Truly, personal funds are running short at the moment, so we're ramping up the plea for patrons and hope to have a minimum of 20 new patrons by the end of September. Maybe I'm going to have to make that the middle of October since we're a little light getting <laughs> yeah, this out. Anyway, so. it is a goal. Mm -hmm. So... Diana, let's take a minute to remind our listeners about the Equinely Inclined Patreon page. Oh, for sure, that's a good idea. So this podcast has 
a Patreon page so our listeners can help us by supporting our creation of the podcast. So check it out at patreon.com slash equine podcast and you'll see that there are posts there for paying patrons that our regular podcast listeners don't have access to. Indeed. When we were at Spruce Meadows, we did several video interviews with athletes. We videoed a few behind-the-scenes press conferences and shot some other behind-the-scenes videos that are available only for our paying patrons. I recently had to remove well over a hundred past episodes uh, from the feed uh, because it's just too expensive to keep them stored on the server and to pay for the bandwidth of listeners downloading them. Uh, I think people don't realize that there are a lot of costs costs. involved. There will always be some there. Uh, yeah, to, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to pull down even more episodes. Mm. So yeah. these past episodes, though, they're really great. They are. They, they include equine information and amazing interviews with top athletes and other industry players in the equine world. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things that was very evident because when I would go and look at the stats, I would see that people would start listening right from episode oh, one. They do. And they would go all the way through. Mm-hmm. The good news is that I'm slowly making these past episodes available for paying patrons yeah and everything takes time yeah unfortunately yes and time is my enemy and I have so many things I'd like to do for our listeners, both for the podcast and for the Patreon page, but I keep getting drawn to other small, non-horsey projects that can help pay the bills. So every moment I spend on these other projects is time taken away from the podcast and Patreon page and from your enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So that is indeed why we need more paying patrons Mm -hmm. if you enjoy listening to the podcast and look forward to each episode please become a patron and support the creation of the podcast with a pledge so it's it's not expensive no two dollars a month yeah Yeah. so um once again you can pledge at patreon.com slash equine podcast and we thank all of our patrons so much for their support well we have this very nice interview with Sama Eldahan. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I had no idea of how down-to-earth Sama would be. Yeah, well, I was drawn to Sama while watching one of the classes in the international ring. And as it finished, and they started the victory ride, he was sitting there clapping enthusiastically to the Radetzky march. Mm-hmm. And I sat down beside him, and we clapped together. <laughs> and, I, you know, I had seen him the day before in a press conference when he placed third in the Akita Drilling Cup. So I thought, you know, I would just sit down and have a little chat. Mm-hmm. And after we chatted for a bit, I asked him if he would grant us an interview, which he did. And he has such an interesting story. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all do. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love talking to these athletes. They're yeah. just real human beings with really interesting stories. But for this one, you know, he's so enthis- he's got such a great enthusiastic view on life he does that shines through Mm -hmm. and i love the part about how much he loves to hear the crowd (laughs) cheer for the horse so listen for that well so let's listen to what he has to say well i'm here at spruce meadows and fortunate to be with sama eldahan from egypt um actually we know living in ireland right now but we'll discuss that some more later um sammy is there um can you tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are how you started with horse well, uh, as you said, I'm Sami Aldehan. I uh, I'm, I'm Egyptian. I uh, was born in Egypt, obviously in Cairo. Uh, I started riding when I was five years old. Uh, my cousins were more into horses, and then they talked a little bit to my mom. Uh, so for me and my brother to start uh, horseback riding. Um, so yeah, my brother was four years older than me, and he took really into it. 
and I remember as a kid he was torturing me six in the morning every day he was waking me up and you know <laughs> like come on we have to go ride because we used to do before school oh, so we used yes. to go and ride before school and then go to school and then obviously the day is finished so it was hard for me as a kid obviously to get you know get up drag, and get dra- going. Uh, dragged out of bed but uh, yeah the first day Okay, I don't I obviously don't remember that, but I watched it on videos because my dad videoed everything. So uh, <coughs> yeah, I was in front of the horses and just walking them back and forward. And I remember the trainer at the time saying, "Oh, it's too small to ride because it was just five. <laughs> and uh, and then half an hour later, he said, "You know what?" To my dad, "You know, I just put them on that horse there, and they put me on the lunge, and they were like just walking around." But they couldn't get me off it. Oh. <laughs> I was there, and then they couldn't get me off it. And then I would start riding every day. And uh, the hard part was the early part of it. But I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, God rest that. My first trainer, God rest his soul, it was General uh, <coughs> Yusuf Gorob. He was an army man. He was really into position and very, uh, you know, into... Um, Position, Very correct. Yeah, it was position was his was his thing. Nice. And I, I I think I never even jumped a jump till I was eight years old or so. It was just about riding on the flat and things like this. And I give a lot to him back because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have that maybe a uh, good position of the legs and the balance and things like that. So that's how I started, and that's uh, what got me into riding. So we can thank your brother. We can thank my brother. Actually, he then stopped riding, uh, and then I just kept going. So my brother had a big play in, in my in my career less, I must less say. That's competition. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Isn't right. Isn't that just the way it goes? Yeah. So now can you tell us a little bit about your horse, Suma Zorro? Mm-hmm. Well, Zorro, as as you know, I've I've moved to Ireland eight eight years almost now eight years ago, and uh, I started working with Joanne Sloan Allen and the uh, Sloan family back in back in Northern Ireland uh, for Sycamore Stables. And Zorro was one of the horses that I started riding for them. She was seven at the time. She was like a little quirky chestnut mare, and uh, <laughs> I watched some of her videos as a six year old, and I loved her. She was just so careful, always, you know, ears pricked forward, looking for the jump. Uh, so that was my sort of the mare to go to whenever I started riding. Was that's the one I really want to ride, and uh, yeah, I sat on her and she uh, she was really sensitive and uh, I must say they did a great job with her, bringing her up to 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 the level. They didn't push her. They really took their time with her. And when I rode her, I can feel it. She's not a mare that was abused. She loved her job. She loved jumping. Uh, I have a lot of good things to say about the horse since I started riding her. I, you know, she never lets me down. You know, that kind of horse, like tough, really brave, would do anything for you. And no matter what question you ask from her, she just, you know, answers it with, with passion. And, uh, <laughs> no, she, she is a lovely horse. And to be fair, when you watch her from the ground, like a lot of people would always doubted her scope and her, her you know, where will she end up in the sport? Mm-hmm. And you can't really fault them for that because when you look at her from, from the ground, you don't feel what I feel on her. But Joanne rode her as a young horse and I rode her as a seven-year-old and we both agreed that she has that mentality that there's nothing big enough for her you know she just wants to do the job no matter what so that is so so awesome Mm -hmm. so you know i know that you won um a big five-star grand prix in here in spruce last year and also in spain Mm -hmm. um that was in december december time yeah yeah, but i'd really like to hear from you about your big win in paris 
Listen, every win is a win. Uh, I must say, my first five star win was in Spruce Meadows, and obviously, when you, when it's your first star, first five star Grand Prix win, it's always special. Uh, and I love the place. This is one of my favorite favorite venues. Uh, Spruce Meadows is, um, but in Paris, obviously, being in uh, in the middle of the city with the, you know with the backdrop of the Eiffel Tower behind you, and it was really tough competition. I must say, and it. The, the stakes are really high. There's a lot of good horses, good riders. And 11 riders <coughs> in the jump-off. That's right. And I remember in the jump-off as well, Bertram Allen went first to go. And I watched this round and I thought, <laughs> you know, this is, un- this is unbeatable almost. And I looked at my you know, team, team, my team member, Joanne, and I said... I don't think you know we can beat this. So, you know, I said, listen, you, you're you're on, you're on one of the fastest horses in the world. Just do your thing, and you know, we see how it goes. And to be fair, yeah, I went in and I gave everything, and she gave times two everything. And uh, yeah, we just were on the right side of the clock, and it was very very special also to to win something like that, also to qualify for the the finals and things like this is something very special. Yeah. And there's a big uh, you qualified for a big event, the first coming up in Prague. Yeah, that's right. It's beautiful uh, city. I have yeah, been there. I've been there once just to try horses, actually. So I w- I've been in the city. It's a marvelous, marvelous place. Uh, but it's also special. Only sixteen riders are in that class. It's the sixteen best riders, m- maybe best riders in the world. And obviously, they'll bring their best horses because it's a lot of money at stake. So uh, it's good to be part of that. You know, it's obviously really good to be part of that. Awesome. So. Um, Tell us now what's next, what's coming for you. Well, for sure, the first aim is the Rolex Grand Prix on Sunday. That uh, that was always on uh, on the plan. Okay, it's difficult with the World Games because they're so tight uh, in dates. Uh, but to be honest, once a year you get a Grand Prix like this and a venue like that, So, and Zorro loves the ring. Um, so <clears throat> the first plan was to obviously qualify for the for the Grand Prix, which thankfully that that is done. You know, first mission yes. done, and then the second one is obviously to try to get a better place in the Spruce Meadows Grand Prix. I was ninth last year. I was clear the first round, and the second round didn't really go as planned. So I'm hoping just to do a, a better job this time, and hopefully. Well, if not twin, it'd be top three anyway. So that's the first aim, and then we have the World Equestrian Games. Egypt is pre- is being represented there with a the, with the team. Uh, <coughs> me and Abdel actually are part of the team. He's also a friend of mine that is He's jumping here. here. Yes. He's jumping here as well, which is brilliant. To have two Egyptians in in, in the yes. Masters of Spruce Meadows is something for our country is so big. You know, it's it's massive to have two riders from Egypt performing and also performing on a good level. I think Abdel was placed <coughs> in two classes the first day, and I was placed in one. So it's also good for our colleagues back home to see that and see you know that it's not it's not far-fetched if they if they worked hard and 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 pushed for it and kept their focus they 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 can achieve what uh, we thought as kids that we can never achieve i used to watch spruce meadows on tv and said oh i'd love to be there but you never had the the aspirations to actually be there so now we we cross that line and uh yeah, I've been here already. That's my third Masters. I, I won a big Grand Prix here uh, two years ago, not the, the Sunday one, the, the Friday one. <coughs> so all that is for our people back home, for our for my country, for the riders at home, is good, just gives them that little bit boost that they can actually achieve something that, as I said, you never thought you can achieve before. That's nice, Simon, because mm-hmm. I know that um, you did teach, you did have an academy that's in right, Egypt yeah. Yeah, before right. you headed for Ireland. That's right, yeah. yeah. So you probably have some students that you 
would yeah. like to see moving up? I do. I have a lot of kids that I used to to, uh, to train, and now they're grown-ups and they're performing really well in the sport. Uh, just the problem, obviously, being being uh, based in Egypt is the traveling of the horses mm-hmm. and things, so you don't get as many riders uh, in Europe as, you know, like Egypt and has a lot of... Yeah, yes. but. They, we have a lot of good riders, and they they had the chance. They would be coming in into these shows and, and well, perform. You're the way now. Yeah, I, I, not only me. Like there's three, four riders in Europe at the moment that uh, you know we try to support as much as possible. And uh, uh, for sure, if anybody needed my help or Abdel's help or even Karim, there's another guy also in Egypt uh, in Europe that is based that. <coughs> We give uh, as much help as we can, and uh, we love to see more Egyptians being because it's good for us as well. When you have a, a wider base of, of riders that uh, you can use oh, in absolutely. a team competition, <laughs> let's say maybe in a few years' time, you can bring a team to Spruce Meadows and perform in the That'd Nations Cup wonderful. as well. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Now, when we were chatting yesterday, you commented on Eric's comment yeah. about Spruce Meadows, which went something to the effect of Spruce Meadows makes great horses mm-hmm. and makes great riders. That's right. I tell you the, a little story of us. Um, before the World Games in, in France 2014, I was on the long list for the for the championship, to be representing Egypt for the championship. But I didn't have a lot of um, 160 classes behind me to give me the experience to go to such a championship. Confident. Okay. Right. So me again and Andran Sloan Allen, she is I think in, 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 in my career she's a big part of it because she, she she's a very good planner and she also has a very good eye for a horse, has a super feel for a horse and to have her in my corner I always say it's uh, it's something I'm very lucky to have somebody like that in my corner. So anyway, we sat in January time <coughs> of twenty fourteen and we said, you know, what's the best plan to get Zorro to the World Games in good form? We said, you know what, if you want to jump the biggest classes in the world you have to go to spruce meadows and see if you can you know if you can actually perform there well then you're ready to go otherwise there's no point to go because we're not in the place to just fill the numbers if you want to go you want to go and perform perform well so i said i'd love to go there because it's like i always said it's it's been a dream of mine since i was a kid to to jump in such an arena <clears throat> so we came here um and yeah, we had, at the time it was five weeks jumping. If you know, in twenty it was five week jumps, three weeks, one week off, and then two weeks. So uh, we obviously had to feature not too much, but also not too little to make sure the mare is fit enough for the games. Uh, and by the end of it, Zora was always good, but by the end of that, f- you know, five weeks, the both of us were on, on another level. And I remember walking the World Games after that and saying, that's already a level down from what we were jumping at Spruce Meadows. And uh, and uh, what Eric said about the time allowed and the jump-offs makes horses braver is not a lie. It is, you, know, you jump in an arena like this and the horses are very comfortable on the ground. The ground is so good for They feel so confident. They get so much stride. They get so much scope. But they carry that after the... you know When you jump four or five weeks here... 150, 160 classes. Uh, the horses come out of it strong and confident, and they carry that. And Zorro hasn't been a better horse since she started jumping here on a yearly basis. And that's why we come back every year, apart from, from this year. Unfortunately, we didn't make the summer series this year. But for, since 2014, we come every year to Spruce Meadows. And I always bring also a young horse, like a 7- or an 8-year-old. And uh, the experience they get in a short space of time is uh, you cannot do it over a year's time. You know, what you get in Spruce Meadows, 
I don't know how to say it, but for sure what he said makes horses better, but also makes rider better, riders better because you ride for the time, you ride to the jump, you're not, uh, you don't have uh, 10 seconds to waste on adding strides. You just have to ride, so your eye has to be always working, you have to be quick, you have to think quicker, the horses get braver, like I said, because you're always riding to big jumps. So uh, it is a magnificent, and I, I must say, Canadians are very lucky or Calgarians let's say are very lucky to have a venue like this on their doorstep oh, yes. that they can they can perform on a yearly basis and and, uh, and you can see it most of the Canadian riders are so fast and like Eric Lamaze every every class it's very hard <laughs> to beat <laughs> Tiffany Foster you've seen uh, Kara Chad yesterday winning yes. the 150 class so those guys have such a venue that they are so fast naturally they don't have to think about it they just ride to the jumps and uh, and the horses as well they but again, I'll, I'll take Eric's horse as uh, as an example, and he said it himself when he got Chaku Kid here. He wasn't sure where he's going to end up, and now he's going to the World Games. There so, you go. So that's that's a perfect example and a perfect proof for what Spruce Meadows do to horses. So, so it's it's such an incredible atmosphere mm-hmm. here too. It's such to me, to my mind, it's such a welcoming atmosphere to yeah. everyone, yeah. whether you're a rider or a spectator or press. Yeah, they treat you so well here. Yeah. So it, that must help too to um, gain confidence in what you're doing. See, and w- since I started coming here, the one thing I always feel is there's so much pride in the place. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves their job. And you come every year, it's the same people. It's, they welcome you. They do. They will bend, uh, you know, over backwards to, 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 to try to help you. And bas- for me, I personally, when I feel this, I push myself more because... If they are so proud of what they're doing and what they have, we should actually... I don't know how to say it. It's just a little push. It gives you that little nudge. So when you go through that tower, you know, the clock tower, and going into that arena and you have to go and salute the playpen with the sponsors and everything, it makes that show. It's, it's just, yes. it, it, just, it, it just makes the show. You go to so many shows around the world and, okay, every, every show has their own traditions and background. But when I come to this place and... and you see from the office to the staff to the security to the stewards they're also yes. nice they're also helpful they take so much pride in what they do that you have to respect them and exactly do the same. exactly you get that push you get that push you try a little bit harder i feel it that's yes. that's basically what i feel maybe other riders don't but Excellent. when i go in there i just feel that i have to try that bit harder and especially with the crowd filling the place on sunday uh, watching the grand prix and you hear them every jump oh wow this it's it, it pushes you more it's show jumping for a reason it's called show jumping for a reason and now the something that's been said over the years too Sana, is um that the spectators here in in spruce um cheer good riding it doesn't matter what the nationality that they're just they're very aware yeah. and, and and a very intelligent audience yeah. about jumping and yeah see the and and that's what i'm saying it's when you f- jump the first jump and the, the mayor does a like a good technique or gives a little bit more effort or they feel it already when like my mayor o- obviously always fights the jumps she gives everything at every jump and because she does that the crowd feel it and they start cheering for the horse you know and i love that i really i really enjoy uh, maybe it's not very professional to say that but i actually enjoy the cheers whenever i'm in a 160 grand prix jumping for a three million i'm already enjoying what the crowd are doing and what the crowd are cheering for. And so people might tell you that you shouldn't hear anything. That's why I started my quote by saying maybe it's a bit unprofessional, <laughs> but it's the truth. You know, it's, it's, it's what I... 
And like I said, that's why it's called show jumping because the people has to enjoy it. It's not, uh, and that's why again I like that Spruce Meadows have their tradition and they're not changing it with the time allowed being tight, with the courses being difficult because, you know, you have to fight for it and then when you fight for it, the people feel that and they appreciate it more. But when you go and you have 20 clear rounds in a, in a class, maybe it's good, it's good, but for them, they don't understand, for the people that don't understand horses or don't know horses, they don't feel, okay, everybody's doing it. So well, Leopoldo is a, an incredible course designer. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but I've been very lucky with him. I must say my my first five-star win was with him. I won a few classes with him building. So, uh, yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> I must say I like his courses. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Oh, that's wonderful. And we wish you every success. Thank you and very thank much. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. My pleasure, yeah, my pleasure. And can just t- finally, can you um, let people know where they can learn more about you or contact you? Well, I like I said, I write for Sycamore Stables, so there's a website called uh, obviously Sycamore Stables, and uh, my email, if anybody wants to come in touch with me, is uh, sam underscore dahan at sycamorestables.com. So if anybody wants to contact me, it's my pleasure. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sam. Thank you very much. Very enjoyable. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You know, he really gave credit for the CP International win to his horse. If you want to see this interview in video format, it's available to patrons on the Patreon page at patreon.com slash equinepodcast. Yes, you know, I love the audio interviews I do, but it's great to put faces to the voices. Yeah. And Sammy also, by the way, gives credit to Joanne for bringing Sumazuro along so well in her early training. And it seems to me they work really well together in their partnership. So as Seme told us also, Sycamore Stables really can use the big wins. And it's been seven years that they've been working towards it. And he needs to come through for them. So I was absolutely thrilled for them. When they won, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there is another video. His Victory Ride, that I think is on the Patreon page. And if not, I need to get it up there. Oh, for sure. Well, as you probably know, if you are keeping an eye on big news in the equine world, um, a huge competition just wrapped up, and it was pretty amazing. And of course, I'm talking about the World Equestrian Games, often referred to as WAG. And I wasn't able to follow the excitement, but the results are posted at uh, tryon2018.com slash official results. However... We thought maybe we would take a moment to talk about some record keeping. There's some results that we really want to draw attention to. History being accidentally rewritten due to rebranding of the World Championships as the World Equestrian Games. Right. So I know Gail Greeno is a name you'll recognize, Diana. Gail was very near and dear to our hearts as the first female and North American from our hometown of Edmonton, Alberta, I might add, to win the 1986 World Show Jumping Championships in Aachen, Germany, on a Hanoverian horse named Mr. T. And she is very close to our age. We were very young, and for us, it was heart-pumping exciting. Gail was a hero. Yes, now again, so this is where I want to say... Actually, I think she was even closer to us than Edmonton. Yeah? So, yeah. <laughs> so my recollection is that Gail was from Strathcona County. So I was trying to Possibly. remember, and, and so I had to back up and talk to my good friend Anne, who's um, f- just a few years older than I am, and she said, no, indeed, you're right, Diane. Oh. She was living at the time. Okay. She was living back then when we knew her. Yes. In Strathcona County. Right. What was then part of Strathcona County. 
is now is now part of part of Edmonton, Edmonton. but oh, also where Anne, where Anne lived in Ellerslie was at the time part of Strathcona County. Right. Now part, part of, Edmonton. of Edmonton. So all of this annexation business, but I think yeah. it's really funny that, you know, we brand ourselves as being from Strathcona County and everyone goes, where's that? <laughs> so instead we just say, we're from up close to Edmonton. <laughs> Not me. I say... I say southeast of Sherwood Park. Give <laughs> anyway, people something to so, think about. So we'll <laughs> debate that a little. Yeah. Anyway, that's cute. Well, anyway, Gail was the first woman, the first North American, and the youngest person to win this championship. And she was the first rider to do so with zero faults in the competition. Right. And and further to that. Not only that. Yeah, further to that, back in the day. Back in the day. Back in 1986. Yes. The World Championships, when they rode them, they, they got it down to... A, like a few riders we're talking individual show jumping individual show jumping yeah. riders yes and th- what they had to do was ride every horse so there was four yes At, in 1986 there was four horse rider combinations yes and every rider had to ride every horse they had to ride the other person's horses, horses. yes each yes. of the riders had to ride each of the horses mm-hmm. in order to have a compiled set of results to say who was the winner right and so gail rode every horse in the competition right and, and we should say who they were well okay so uh first of course the winner was gail greeno and mr t for canada mm-hmm. and conrad humfeld and abdullah were from the U.S., came in second place. Mm-hmm. Nick Skelton and Apollo for Britain came in third. Mm-hmm. And Pierre Durand and the famous Japloup was uh, from France, mm-hmm. and, and I believe they came in fourth. But so Gail, you know, had to ride each of those horses. She yeah. had to ride Mr. T, ride Abdullah, ride Apollo, ride Japloup. Right, yep. and all of these riders had to had to do that. They had to yes. ride each horse. Yes. So I had a tremendous night one night when we were talking about you know what the episode was going to be about right reviewing the old 1986 <laughs> videos which are on there they're they're, they're online almost all there <sighs> yeah on youtube oh. and it was fascinating to watch what did so, you use what were your search terms oh i just used 1986 uh, um, world show jumping world show jumping oh, championships cool. there you yeah. go yeah have a look guys so yeah it was just so much fun to right. watch so and that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore no no, so, it doesn't. They yeah, do it differently now. It's fascinating. So, uh, further to that, in 1990, Gail was made a member of the Order of Canada. Mm-hmm. And then, in 1990, the FEI World Equestrian Games became the new focus for equestrian championships. So, that was the rebranding that we were talking about right, earlier. Right. Mm. So, there was some confusion now, because people are thinking Simone Bloom is the first and only young female to accomplish this. So it's it has been a kind of a bittersweet thing for us because we do remember very strongly mm-hmm. this amazing accomplishment of Gail Greeno. Yeah. So Simone was actually the first female equestrian to win the World Equestrian Games. Yeah, I'm really thankful that Horse Canada of the Horse Publications Group has this a little more right. On their website, they reported the following after the competition. Germany's Simone Bloom, 29, etched her name into the record books when becoming the first woman in the 28-year history of the FEI World Equestrian Games and only the second female athlete in the 65-year history of the World Jumping 
championships to take individual title when coming out on top in the Bank of America championship at Tryon USA Today. So they didn't say Gail, but they did say there was a second female. <laughs> so, so we're here to say that it was Gail Greeno yes, from do. Edmonton, yeah, or we know that. more correctly, from Strathcona County. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure if I can, but I'm going to try and get an interview with someone who's been around long enough and been involved in show jumping at the you know world level enough to give us the actual uh, show jumping history of all of this. Mm-hmm. I'll see That'd what I can fun. do. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, we would like to mention our newest visitors to the Equinely Inclined Facebook page. We'd like to give a big welcome to Michelle from Melbourne, Australia. Kylie from Calgary, Alberta. And Kim from Bonacord, Alberta. Stop by our page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and click on the like button and you'll hear your name when we welcome you at this spot in our next episode. Please remember this. Tell five friends about our Facebook page. When you do, you're helping others learn more about horses. And we love to help educate people about the many aspects of horses and other equines. We love it when you share what you find on our wall and in our podcast episodes with others. If we want positive impact for horses in our world, it takes all of us to help ourselves and others learn more about horses. So let us know what you thought about this episode and what else you'd like to hear. Do you have an opinion on a horsey topic? Or is there one you wish us to cover? Talk to us. Don't be shy. Go to www.facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and leave us a message on the page. So, Diana, we have another episode coming up. And we have lots of interviews arising out of Spruce Meadows Masters, as well as from Main Event in Red Deer. And we just need to plan the episodes, record, edit, publish them. That's all. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I think we're going to have to pick up the pace of publishing to get through all our interviews, though. Mm-hmm. So remember, the more patrons we have, the more support we have. So Sylvia can focus on the podcast with <laughs> no other money-making projects getting in the way. Right. Uh, no more distractions. Yeah, that would be good. I would love that. Go to our equine podcast page on patreon to help us reach more goals for you horse loving folk and make sure to check the facebook page because we enjoy doing live videos and you never know what we might surprise you with that's true like we didn't say anything about going to spruce meadows because we didn't have time all of a sudden we just started doing a facebook live from there so Mm -hmm. anyway and please find a non-horse person you think might enjoy knowing more about horses and engage them in conversation let them know about everything we do it would be great to have them join us on facebook and as a podcast listener so until our next episode bye from sylvia schneider and diana belbar and give your horses big hugs for us